The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial once upon a time internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Tuesday, April 5th, 2016, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings so please welcome my fantastic my wicked awesome co-host first up don't tell her your secrets or she will spread them around like the munchkins it's katie cat you know it hey guys hope you're doing well tonight next up if she only had a brain oh wait she does run from zelina it's ashley michelle Aw, you totally saved that one for me. <laughs> hey, guys. The I, bias from Papi Chulo. I did. Next up, a ride on a bicycle took her to what she desired. That sounded weird. It's Priscilla. Hey, guys. What's up, my pretties? And your little dog, too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm stupid. And, last but not least, she's been gone for a minute, but she's back, and better than ever. And, the truth about her dark one-ness has been revealed. It's Ava Stark. Hey guys, I'm so happy to be back. I missed you all. Especially you guys. Like, I missed you guys. We haven't talked for like four months. You missed me the most, right? Yes! Oh my god. I knew it. Don't lie. <laughs> Don't hate Ash, it's not pretty. (laughs) So let's jump into our recap of episode. It's okay. So let's jump into our recap of episode 516, season 5, episode 16, which was titled Our Decay and aired on April 3rd, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode Emma, Snow, David, Regina, Robin, Henry, and Hook continue to search for a way to free everyone from the underworld. At the mercy of Hades, Gold creates a portal to Storybrooke, which transports Belle, Zelina, and Baby Hood to the underworld. Yes, it says Baby Hood in the press release. While Zelina and Regina get into a sibling squabble, Belle is reunited with Rumpel, only to learn some tremendously shocking news that will change her life forever. Meanwhile, Snow and David hopelessly attempt to send a message from the underworld to their son, Neil. In flashbacks, Hades learns about Zelina's very special spell and pays her a visit 
in Oz with the intention of striking an alliance, but finds himself with more than just a partner in crime. So, I want to get everyone's initial reaction to this jam-packed episode, and we'll start off with the young lady that has been gone, but is back, Ava Stark. Ha, thanks. <laughs> uh, it was a good episode, enjoyed watching it. I absolutely love Hades, so every time he was on the screen, I was cheering for him. He is, I think, one of my favorite villains of the series Ooh. so far. Um, he's just fantastic. So, and I also, I, it was a really enjoyable episode. It had some great scenes, which we will talk about it later. So is Hades also your boo thing? Yes, he is. Oh my. He, he I actually ship him and Rumple. My ghost should have been a couple. Like, imagine it, like Hades being Rumpel's true love, or what? Rumpel being his true love. Hashtag gold hell? No, rum hell. Oh, rum hell. <laughs> oh, I approve of that. That's good. Ava, you get uh, 25 Papi Chula Radio Power Points, non-redeemable as cash. Booyah. <laughs> Ash, you could learn a thing or two of... But, um... Don't you dare! No! 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 Well, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, it, hmm. I'm starting to really ship Selena and Hades, and even though by the end of the episode I can, I still can't decide if I trust him or not. I think the two have a fantastic dynamic. Rebecca Mater, this episode was absolutely gorgeous. Whoever dresses her and does her makeup, like please, I I would love to have that and i only have one qualm about the episode i can't wait to find out what that is mm. katie what's your initial reaction i really like the episode too um i love zelena i'm one of those few people who really likes her and it was fun to see her back and just to see different a different side of her that we're not used to. Um, there were some really great emotional scenes that kind of ties back to what the show is really about and, you know, just gives us great scenes that leave an impact. And it was just a really well-made and well-written episode. I really liked it. All right. Now, overall praise from everyone so far. Priscilla? Are you feeling the love for this episode? <laughs> well, it's not going to get any dislikes from me. I loved this episode. Completely agree with Katie. Like it, it harkens back to those times where you had just fairy tales mixing in and with one another and just kind of surprises along the way and a lot of character development. And I am very much a like one of Zelina's followers. I'm one of my pretties. Like it's like it's no joke and even if I didn't like her like the development that they had with her her interaction with Dorothy and with Hades was was really solid it was good I liked this episode nice well the praise continues I loved this episode as well I love Zelina I am a Zelina fan I think she's fantastic I think she's wickedly 
amazing, and uh, I'm so glad that she got a, an episode that really focused a bit more on her character development and, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say redemption, but at least just development as a character and really exploring her emotions and what is going on in between those green ears, uh, which was fantastic. And anything with Hades is awesome. I love how they paired them up. It just makes sense in some wickedly awesome way so uh, i'm excited to discuss this episode with everyone but before we get into a thorough recap here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media please like us on facebook you can go to facebook.com slash storybrook weekly mirror you can also follow the station on social media we are on twitter facebook and instagram it's simply at poppy chulo radio do you have any questions suggestions comments or concerns email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com are you interested in joining the poppy chulo radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor email talent at poppychuloradio.com you can binge listen to your favorite poppy chulo radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives and of course remember we are on itunes now just search for storybrook weekly mirror and hit the subscribe button if you subscribe to us you will always get the latest episode of storybrook weekly mirror it'll automatically download the next time that you log into uh, itunes and a secret tip for all of you listening on occasion we do upload the latest episode even sooner than the actual air date on the station on poppychularadio.com when it streams it sometimes is uploaded earlier than the streaming time so all of you on itunes exclusively get storybook weekly mirror the soonest the fastest so let's get into our recap and we'll start off with a shout out to the opening title card which featured the munchkins in the red tinted underworld forest and uh, let's start off in the past as we always do and this time it's in the land of oz many years ago whatever that means and it is zelina she is celebrating abandonment day bum 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 talk about a uh, very sad and uh, depressing version of uh the thing that we saw Emma do in the pilot episode. I don't know whose was more sad, uh, Emma celebrating her birthday by herself or Zelina celebrating the day of her abandonment. Regina did the same thing too. Like, Oh, she, yes, yeah. She, you lit the candle on the cupcake and I just t- kind of wanted to sing It's Not Easy Being Green to her. <laughs> yeah. so funny. I will say that cupcake looked dope. Yeah, looked very yeah. nice. They make good cupcakes in Oz. Who'd have thunk? So we have Zelina, she's celebrating Abandonment Day. She looks in uh, the mirror and uh, she has this wonderful P- POV slash, uh, you know, third person slash, you know, I don't even know how, it, it's, it's clips from the episode, but the magic mirror like shows us like the clip from the episode as opposed to like an actual POV, which I think is interesting. I don't know if anybody else finds it funny whenever they do something like that. <laughs> Because, yeah. like, there's no possible way, like, they would have had, like, multiple cameras. Yeah. Doing so that. You're like, oh, yeah, in two seasons, we're going to have to show this again. So, we're going to have to do it from Zelina's point of view. So, let's just just do them all in different points of views, just in case we got to use it later. 
Exactly. And so we see again when Korra abandons Zelina as a baby. And as all this is happening, flying monkeys bring back the Scarecrow. And uh, the reason the Scarecrow is there is because Zelina is trying to take a crack at doing the time travel spell. Remember, you need uh, tokens, uh, symbols of innocence, love, courage, and wisdom. And uh, that's how she's going to travel back in time to get her vengeance on her sister, Regina. Unfortunately, those plans uh, don't end up happening, at least at that moment, because Dorothy, a grown-up Dorothy, busts through to save the Scarecrow. She's come back to Oz due to uh, Zelina being alive and uh, completely taking over Oz. Zelina notices that Dorothy has the silver slippers on, and as they're basically sort of taunting each other, Toto runs out and uh, grabs the curtain that's behind Zelina and uh, pulls it down onto Zelina and the Scarecrow, Dorothy, and Toto run away. Yay! Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> so let's discuss this opening scene in Oz many years ago. What do we think of uh, Zelina, the Scarecrow, and the return of grown-up Dorothy plus Toto? I loved it. I love that they brought Toto in because he's so cute and they actually brought him in and it was fun. They used him in a fun way and it was interesting that Dorothy was grown up and it kind of makes you curious like, well, how did she get back after she sent her to Kansas or whatever? How did she get back? And, you know, obviously many years have passed. So I thought that was really interesting. It was a good opening scene. And she's all tough. She's a yeah. warrior, Dorothy. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that they'd bring in more of the lore of, like, the silver slippers. Because, like, it's super silly. But I'm reading, like, all of, like, the Wizard of Oz, like, novels. Like, Rainbow City and Those stuff like that. And, I approve. And they have, uh, like, the silver slippers only come out once. But, like, they... You can travel like across the lands with them, like we've saw, like like we saw in previous seasons, and it's a protection, like it's a huge, like good sort of spell. That's why she couldn't touch Dorothy in the books, and I was hoping that we would see that here, but they seem to be like still mysterious, and we don't know what they do yet. I thought it was really well filmed. And I love the interaction between the two of them trying to face off. But my qualm about this episode, the one little thing was that Toto wasn't a Karen Terrier. Like, that is an iconic part of The Wizard of Oz, is a Karen Terrier. And it came out and he was like a poodle mix. <laughs> and for no, somebody yeah, involved with right. dogs, yeah, the Karen Terrier got so much recognition from that movie that it, like, but could it be a something that's a right to the movie? Is that the same breed of dog in the book? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. It, it, you can't put a copyright on a breed of dog. You might well, be able to copyright certain things because of the movie. Because that's why they can't use the red slippers. Which mm -hmm. is more iconic than the silver ones. Uh, I... 
looking around to see like what type because all it says in the books is that he's like a like a black dog with like mischievous bright eyes and the pictures show that he looks like a Cairn Terrier but that's about it like it doesn't actually say what type he is although I'm I, I thought it was cute like he's okay like uh, I, I kind of felt it's funny how like foiled again by your little dog like that was just so random that he went and like <laughs> messed things up for her Dorothy trained him well <laughs> the one smart puppy like, wicked witch and foiled by a teeny little dog I don't know and Dorothy all posturing and stuff and the dog's doing all the work this is so that weird. is funny <laughs> I didn't like the scarecrow though. He looked so like I don't know, it's like a video those game really, character. Th- like those really bad DreamWorks video like movies where it's not actually DreamWorks, it's just like something in Redbox oh, yeah. that comes up right before the movie. <laughs> like those types like of Like the remakes of Disney movies and stuff. It was yeah. It wasn't the best CGI work that they've ever done. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't just put an actor in the. I know, like an actual live, physical person. I think that would look better because they do a really good job with makeup. You can easily make someone scarecrowish, as we've seen in the various adaptations, uh, live-action adaptations of The Wizard of Oz or even The Wiz. If you could make August look somewhat like a puppet and someone like somewhat like a man with both CGI and makeup, like you could have done that with. A scarecrow again, like that—that was my only quibble with this episode. That the scarecrow looked so dumb. Yeah, and they probably spent a lot of money on that, and it wasn't the best. Like, yeah. Thankfully, he wasn't on that often. (laughs) But to be honest, I wish he would have been on more often. Not necessarily as a CGI scarecrow, but it would have been nice to have gotten some personality from. The scarecrow. Yeah. Besides, oh no, no, no! I think those were his lines throughout the entire episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of CGI fail there. Poor scarecrow. Well, regardless of what we think of the scarecrow, Zelina needs the scarecrow, and so Zelina, she uh, later confronts the Munchkins in order to find out who told Dorothy that she was still alive because the munchkins like to talk and she even poofs one into ash that uh, wasn't willing to talk to scare the others what's his name into ash (laughs) i get it oh that's sad When all of a sudden, Hades appears and uh, makes a deal to become an ally by helping her create the time-traveling spell. You know, he hears all, he knows all, and he wants to go back in time as well. Zelina, of course, is skeptical and turns down the deal at first. And she poofs away. But later on, Hades explains that... um, he is wanting to make a deal with her because he wants to uh, seek vengeance on his brother, 
Zeus because Zeus gets to rule over Mount Olympus and he is stuck in the underworld and uh, he even has been made to suffer himself because his heart no longer works which means that he's just he's no longer full of like love and hope and all that kind of stuff he's filled with anger and all he wants to do is seek vengeance on his brother he also explains that true love's kiss will allow him to become human again it will allow his heart to beat again what did we think of the introduction to of hades into the world of oz and into zelena's life as it well as sense. the little tidbits on Hades' backstory as well. It makes sense. Now I'm kind of like, now it kind of puts everything together about why he hated like Hercules so much and kind of what his end game is now. Because for, for the life of me, like I'm like, you're a great villain, but I still don't know why you're doing the things you do. And now we know, like he, it, it's the classic tale of vengeance and my brother got some why can't I like sort of thing and I kind of like the whole true love's kiss can bring a dead man back they're totally gonna bring that up for Captain Swan later you you, you just you know it yes! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay you can continue I'm sorry mm -mm -mm. <laughs> no, I was, I, I'm hoping for that but like I don't know, just, he seems so charismatic, and the meeting of both of them t together, where she's just kind of like, who the hell are you? Well, hell's appropriate for, I'm just like, oh my god, you're so smarmy, and you're, you're so sarcastic, you can sit perfect together, and lo and behold. He's we just amazing. He Heart is. Eyes. Um, one thing I don't get, how can Hades can travel through realms? Like... Does he have the power? They explained it in the last episode. He said that he has limited magic himself. So I'm assuming that's part of his limited magic. Mm -hmm. Could be, I don't send, know. He can send himself through things. He can send himself anywhere, he just can't bring people back. Yeah. But he and when he does person. travel, he has limited magic in the overworld, as he likes to call it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, he's not dead. Like, he has a heart and stuff. He just can't do stuff. The heart's there, it just doesn't beat. Okay. It's a dead heart. Yeah, yeah. but the heart wants what the heart wants. <sighs> oh my you god. killed me with your corniness. Oh my god, I'm dead. I know. <laughs> well, you'll go down and visit Hades. Well, hey. I gotta say, I loved the flirtatiousness of Hades with Zelina. Like, I can't yes. stop talking about it, because, like, I love what she, like, you know, Hades is flirting with me? <laughs> was this yeah, the scene wait. where she's like, nobody loves you? Yeah, I think it was that one. Oh my god, I was like, you're gonna love her. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... And, and a part of me was just like, kind of like way harsh, man. Like this is like her unbirthday party, and you're coming here raining on her parade, saying that nobody loves her. <laughs> it's not Great. not a very good present. No. Oh. 
Like, I Where's see you, Lena? Hades. I see you. You want to love her. <laughs> he should have been gay. Totally. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> She's bitter. Bisexual. We'll talk about your fake. We'll talk about your fake OTP later on, but I approve of the fake OTPs, as we all know. (laughs) Okay, so we have Hades and Zelina, and uh, Hades uh, brings Zelina to uh, the house that uh, a couple of seasons ago we saw brought Dorothy to Oz the first time and there is where we have Dorothy's bicycle and so he grabs it and he's like you know we can use this to track her and we can find the scarecrow by using the bicycle and it was fantastic because the bicycle was was definitely a shout out to like the Miss Gulch bicycle from the movie and and also you know from the actual series and whatnot and so they're on the, the bicycle, bicycle built for two yes it's, it, it's totally like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I loved it. This My favorite part was that Zelina had you. no clue what it was. And so he had to explain. He was like, oh, yeah, you guys don't have bicycles in Oz. So here, let me explain. And so she gets on. And then she squeezed with, like, this little delight at one point, which was fantastic. You can you see Zelina actually having fun on the bicycle. And, and then they fall. And they fall into each other's arms when they fall. And so then she's like, you know, so how is this supposed to help us? And she he's like, well, if you use put some magic on it it'll take us directly to them and uh, so the bicycle takes them exactly where they need to be and they find the scarecrow with Dorothy but uh, before they begin to plan uh, you know they they there's like a spark between both of them and when they finally find them Zelina does approach them and she takes the scarecrow's brain she freezes Dorothy so she can't do anything and basically she's like you know the people love you and I'm gonna take that away from you you know now everyone's gonna know that I defeated you and that Dorothy isn't powerful mwahahaha and all that kind of stuff it and just shows how much the sisters are alike because Regina tried doing the same shit with Snow. Like, taking away, like, one person and saying that you're stronger than they are because of magic doesn't make you beloved with the people. I think both of them didn't understand, like, how to gain love and how to be happy. I liked that. I love how you mentioned that parallel because I didn't really think about it until you just said it, and that's very true. Yeah, I didn't notice that too. You felt for Priscilla so. is a genius. She gets... 1,000 Popichula Radio PowerPoints, non-redeemable as cash. Holy shit! Okay, <laughs> I was killing it, and this time, what the hell, Poppy? Thank you. <laughs> well, I will say, the one episode you were not here, I did agree with you. So, I do have uh, some <laughs> points that I did not give you. So, you get... Two thousand five hundred <laughs> Poppy Chula Radio PowerPoints, not redeemable as cash. Oh my god! <laughs> See that made Ash happy. Yes, now I'll shut up. So when <laughs> Zelina turned around to gloat to Hades, Hades had poofed away, but he was back in her lair, and. Uh, he had this feast ready. He was like, I'm proud of you. I saw what you did and all this kind of stuff. And uh, he basically 
sort of reveals to her in uh, in certain terms that he believes that Zelina is his true love. And she's like, really? Like, this soon? How do you know this? We and... had this, like, so I-, I was debating this with somebody else, and I was just kind of like, we had this sort of, like, whirlwind romance with Ariel and Prince Eric, so why, did, why would it surprise you that it's coming, like, from Once Upon a Time again? Like, <laughs> no, I completely okay. agree. You can yeah. fall in love, like in true love's kiss, apparently in twenty minutes, whereas other characters take fucking two or three seasons to get a true love's kiss. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. And so she's all confused. She's like, "Really? You think it's me? And and you're willing to do this and that or the other?" But then she, you know, instantly is like, "No, you know, you're manipulating me. You." You know, you want to steal my curse, my curse that I worked so hard for. You like, you know, there's no way that we can be together because I need to do my curse, and you're trying to stop me from doing my curse. And I need to go back and seek my vengeance. And there's no way that you could love me, and this, that, or the other, and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, he basically she ends up saying, you know, there's no, there's no way that anyone could could love her. And um, she's hurt, and she demands that Hades leave Oz and never see her again. And then he says that she will pay for this, and he um, flashes away. What did we think of this interaction? Because, I mean, obviously, it's a, this is a fairy tale inspired type of thing. So the true love happening, as Priscilla said, overnight or over the span of a day is obvious to us but Zelina she sort of instantly mistrusted him what do we think of that I'm proud of her recognizing that he can't be trusted right off the bat instead of just diving into this like oh my god do you think this could really be like because you actually love me like no like she's been hurt enough times to know that she needs to step back and see like okay you're known for being a jackass I'm gonna watch you and then we're gonna talk there's something like a parallel that we've seen time and time again with other characters where power is equated with magic and with what you can do with it. And it's really hard to let go, even in like the face of maybe getting what you want another way. And in this case, like she's been trying so hard to be able to go back to fix her life, to gain her mother's approval, to ruin her sister. And she's just so fixated on it that the concept of trusting anyone else, someone who's helped her, is baffling to her. And because she's been like so like malconstrued, like they have no one's loved her, she doesn't think anyone can love her. We saw this with Emma, we saw this with Regina, and we're seeing it now with her. Like I, I, I like this. I, I'm although. I'm kind of hoping that this isn't a redemption arc because I like seeing characters that are broken try and like fix themselves without having like any like any hero like agreeing or disagreeing with them. Like one of my favorite Regina scenes was in Pan's arc when she's just kind of like, you know how many regrets I have? None because they got me Henry. I kind of want her to have a strong moment like that too. Hmm. I think this is going to be her redemption arc eventually. Like, it'll be this half of the season. Like, I can see them starting it a little bit. 
this is totally like a Persephone Hades sort of thing though. So don't you think like they're gonna like any redemption arc that she might have like is gonna be completely ruined by like this blossoming romance? Because Hades come... oh, for God. sure doesn't want to be redeemed. Well, it also comes down to what is she going to choose? Is she going to choose Hades or is she going to choose to stay with her child? Because you know that Robin and Regina are not going to let her take the child to the underworld permanently. Why not both? <laughs> you, you're, you're not, <laughs> well, like... then we have to defeat Hades by making him want to live at a mortal life with Selena. But once... If he does get true love's kiss with Zelina, would he still be the ruler of the underworld with a ticking ticker? I would imagine that he would be with all his magic, just now he'd be mortal. I he, liked, because now he has a heart. I liked the concept of someone having so much power, like Hades, and being willing to give it up. Because he, he did, he wanted true love's kiss at that, at that point. He got close to her for that. And... I don't know, we've seen with other characters that power's more important to them than true love's kiss. Right. It's is that good... supposed to be shade? Huh? huh? Yes. It's supposed <laughs> to be shade. <laughs> the shade yeah. I see you. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Hades. Oh my goodness. He's babe. Mm. He's he's the he's a uh, he's just really good villain on the show. Like, yep. I know they kind of gave a backstory for why he's evil, but like he's just evil. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like it when they're he's just angry. evil. Yeah, when they're just evil and they don't have like a specific reason to be evil. I like that. It just makes them that much more scary. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you being like this just because I want to? <laughs> like. <laughs> It's great. I just really like him a lot. And Greg German is doing a great job with him. Mm, oh, it's German? It. I thought it was German for this, this whole time. I pronounce things wrong all the time, so I'm probably butchering it. <laughs> I've pronounced it both ways, so we'll have to <laughs> okay. find we'll out the truth. Greg. <laughs> yeah, good Greg. <laughs> Let's just go as handsome. <laughs> So, any final thoughts on our journey to the Land of Oz? No shout-outs to the Munchkins? One, the Munchkins costumes are epic. Like, they they look like they were ripped from, like, the book itself, which I'm super glad at. Two, I love how the Munchkins fear blue fire on the top of Hades' head, because as soon as he turns on, they're like, Oh my god, man on fire, run away. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) That's true. Great. I loved this. I love this flashback. Like, sometimes flashbacks can be iffy, but this flashback was great. I really liked it. Plus, we got to be in Oz again, and I think the graphics for Oz are usually pretty great. You know, we're just going to ignore the whole uh, scare thing. But uh, (laughs) otherwise, it's just fun being in Oz and. Rebecca Mater does such a fabulous job with her character, so kudos to her for stepping up this week and giving us a great flashback to kind of see her back on the show again. And I agree with everyone's points, especially the Munchkins. I love the Munchkins. Yeah. And I love that they're blabbermouths. <laughs> Is that how they are in the books? The, yeah, they spread 
gossip all the damn time. Like, like you, you can't know one thing in, like, one side of Oz without someone else knowing about it before. Then again, like, the Wicked Witch knew everything before that. She didn't need people talking. Like, she had her own magic. I love Zelina. I love her, seeing her in her element. And, like, I'm just hoping to see more from Dorothy besides someone waving, like, a sword knowing that, like, the other person can press, like, pause and rewind with like magic anytime they want like, oh yeah I, they do want to save by the bell timeouts uh, and you remember that Zelina used charming in his sword for like the te- like courage and I'm wondering mm-hmm. if like we're gonna get cowardly lion or we're gonna use like Dorothy's courage since she was that's waiting around sword too yeah, that's interesting. I'm assuming that because they introduced the Scarecrow, that maybe Zelina's like first try at this would have included, like, let's say, the Cowardly Lion and the Tin Man. But they had already maxed out their CGI budget for the episode. <laughs> yeah, they were like, that's enough! <laughs> no, Too much yeah. money! <laughs> we will train a lion to do this instead! <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> that would be cheaper, for sure. Well, oh, on that we might note. lose a hand or so. Let's get into present day Underworld USA. And inside Hades' lair, we have Hades, who's furious that Gold is taking his sweet ass time in creating a portal to Storybrooke. And he's like, you know, magic takes time. And he's like, yeah, well, we don't have magic beans. We don't have uh, silver slippers. We don't have a dark curse. You know, but we have your blood, and your blood brought all of you here, and your blood can create a portal. And he's being very evasive as to what he wants the portal for, but he does say that he wants the portal to open in Storybrook, USA. So we visit Storybrook for the first time in a long time, and uh, at the convent, we have uh, Belle. And uh, she's, uh, you know, tending to uh, Baby Neil and what they're calling in the press release, Babyhood. When all of a sudden, she sees Mother Superior, a.k.a. the Awesome Blue Fairy, and she checks in on the children, and uh, she's like, what are you doing here, Belle? And she's like, oh, I'm feeding the babies. And can't you see I'm pregnant, too? No, let me stop. <laughs> and... Uh, so Mother Superior grabs the bottle, but she grabs the wrong one, and then Belle's like, what's going on with you, Mother Superior? I'm, I'm like, just call her Blue, please. When uh, all of a sudden, the real Mother Superior, a.k.a. Blue Fairy, shows up, and Belle's like, who are you? And Mother Superior, the real one, is like, who are you? And then Belle's like, Zelina. And so then Zelina does a chorid, and she turns herself back into Zelina, and she's like, I'm back from Oz, and I'm here to take my child. Now, all of a sudden, a fight starts to ensue, but Zelina's like, you know, you don't want to fight me because you don't want the baby to get hurt. And all of a sudden, a portal opens up, and Belle's like, what did you do? And, uh, she's like, it's not me. And so, Belle has the baby, and she jumps into the wormhole, because I guess that's what you do when you got a baby in your arms. And Zelina jumps in as well, and both women are sent to the underworld. They don't show up, though, where the portal 
had been created in Hades's lair, but they show up right outside of the underworld or the underbrook version of uh, the convent. And uh, Zelina, because of the fall, she had injured her leg, uh, slowing her down as Belle sort of flees with Baby Hood because she's like, I can't trust you. She's like, I know why we're here. And she's like, but Hades is responsible. And she's like, Hades. She's still like, I can't trust you. And so Belle flees as uh, Zelina tries to get on her feet and hobble along. Let's pause right here. Let's talk about Hades and Gold creating the portal, oh my God. as well as uh, our three story Brookians uh, getting sucked into the underworld. This was like the continuity. Like I get why they said like many years ago because like they don't want to like fuck around with the continuity anymore, <laughs> but. You have this guy who was, like, searching forever to find a way to get into the land without magic. Apparently, blood and a little bit of golden hay will do it for you. Like, oh, I was just so annoyed with that. I was just like, this, this is a minor detail, but why the fuck would he be stressing about, about looking for a magic bean and creating a portal if he could already make one from the get-go? But um, other than that, like, seeing Zelina being like, I want my baby, I want what's mine, and, like, pretending to be the Blue Fairy was awesome. Like, I'm glad to see um, characters that we haven't seen in a while, like the Blue Fairy, and finally have, like, an idea of who the hell is taking care of Neil and baby Pistachio for a while. Yes. So, that was fantastic. I, I don't know, like, and... I completely agree with like with what you were kind of insinuating like of course the best idea for carrying like a baby child is to like send them through a, like send them through a portal with you cuz that's completely safe like Yes, Bell, did you read that in your books? Totally. <laughs> Apparently. I did like sort of like how Priscilla said that they had to explain why he needs a portal. Like he can go anywhere he wants to, but he needs a portal to actually bring people to the underworld. He can't bring anybody if he just pops up in places. Hades, that is. Yeah. I for for the life of me, I don't know why he needed the baby. Like even in the end, when they kind of explain it, like maybe one of you can like elucidate a little bit to, more. He wanted to take it away from the heroes and give it to Selena himself. Is the reason that he gave Selena. That he oh. wanted to be the one to give her back her child because he knew that she was fighting for it. That makes more sense. And Zelina kind of thinks it's for the spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the introduction of uh, the three-story Brook residence from, into uh, Underbrook? She acts really well at twisting her leg. Yeah. Like, she she looked all hobbly and weird. She really did. She tried to use her magic to fix it, but her magic wasn't working kind of like our other people's whose magic wasn't necessarily working the best in the in the underbrook. It's like Wi-Fi. Like, there are some places where you get that spotty <laughs> signal. Hashtag yeah. accurate. Just some experience, but taking off the heels would have helped. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, she that. has to die for her fashion. <laughs> just like, because dude, she's just in take hell doesn't mean she doesn't have to look good. Exactly. Because <laughs> you never know who you might find. Why is the sky uh. red? Smart questions to ask. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess so that you know you're in the underworld. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's not blue, so I must be in the underworld. <laughs> exactly. So, meanwhile, while this is going on, we're going to go through the Charming's adventure, because uh, I feel like that's the shortest storyline uh, in like the present-day continuity. You've got Snow and David, and they've discovered that they've become regulars at Blindies, because Blindy knows exactly what to give them when they show up. So they're like... We're regulars now. We thought we were only going to be here a day. What's going on? We have a life. We have a child. We remember now that we have a child besides Emma. And so they learn through the Blind Witch that they can do a level one haunting, which is very simple. All they got to do is go up to like a phone booth and they tell the operator who they want to haunt and they can do the haunting. And uh, it but, just kind of reminded me of Beetlejuice, where they're just kind of like, I'm gonna like look through the phone book to like do a haunting or something like that. Like, and randomly, it's a red phantom toll booth. Like, what? Storybook is apparently in Britain now. Yes. And uh, uh, Blindy trades toast for breakfast. Dry uh, toast. Yeah. Charming. Don't hate. And apparently Ash. Well, wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? Who eats Who just eats? toast? Like, the, no water, no orange juice, no jam, oh, no okay. butter. Just That's dry true. toast. Mmm. Delicious. <laughs> We, we learned all this information through the Blind Witch, who trades this information for some of David's breath, because the breath of the living trades very highly in Underbrook's black market. Who knew that the Underworld had a black market, but apparently it does. And so once they trade that, they make a line, they get in line, I should say, at the uh, red phone booth and they're waiting there's like a crap load of people waiting to do hauntings and so they ask a uh, underworldian behind them how do we even know if it goes through and he's like I, I hope that it goes through we really don't know but you know I've been doing this for 30 years and I I you know I have to believe that something happens in the overworld uh, and so they go to the phone booth uh, after deciding that they're going to sing a lullaby to uh, baby Neil. While they're doing that at the loft, Henry wakes up from like a nap or something and he finds that he has illustrated some drawings and had written a story but he doesn't even remember doing it. He doesn't know if he was awake or asleep and it's basically the story of what's going on in Blindies with Charming and... Uh, snow and then when they return back uh henry once again he doesn't know how he did it he had written a story that shows that snow and charming succeeded in getting 
the message to baby Neil that instead of uh, the wind blowing and his little unicorn, glass unicorn uh, windmill above him, you know, clinging and clanging, that he actually heard his parents sing to him and, uh, you know, he went to sleep happy hearing his parents sing a lullaby to him. Which would have been nice to have seen them sing. Yeah, it would have. Although, oh my god, like, my heart was singing for fucking emo Henry. Like, excuse me? Are you an author? I didn't think so. I'm gonna go to my room and stomps away. Like, yes! Fucking <laughs> That's what happens when puberty hits. Or something up there. Like, oh my yes. god. Such I am best. all for Sassy Hook, like 100%, but it was like so misplaced this episode. And he was like, well, I thought you are going to be writing things about Hades. And I was just like, it's Henry. Why you gotta be so mean? <laughs> like, calm down. Why you gotta be so rude? <sighs> no. Um, no. Don't you know Henry's human, too? I his moms are so proud of him. Like, Regina's like, this is wonderful illustration. You are so talented. He's like, I'm not here for this so shit. So well written. Like, if I could go to sleep and wake up and have, like, a story well written and illustrated, like... I know. She was like, this is really good artwork. I was like, I was planning on her to, like, magnet it onto the fridge or something. <laughs> I didn't put you to calligraphy classes. Why is this typeset so beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love how, like, the other fairy tales are beautiful and, like, detailed with, like, dashing heroism and st stuff like that. And his stories are about his grandparents eating toast and singing in a tofu. He was like, uh, I don't... Uh, was it Hook that was like, I don't care what the Charmings eat for breakfast? Yep. <laughs> Great, we know that Snow likes oatmeal for breakfast. <laughs> being fed, by the way, being fed from the, from the lady... That made a gingerbread house and wanted to like bake up some children is not a good idea. You need to like get some instant oatmeal up in that shit. Don't let her touch your food. <laughs> I'm sure she washes her hands in between her meals. Who knows? <laughs> we haven't seen any children in a while. Ever since yep. um, mm -hmm. Mama Mila left, so maybe Blindy got her hands on She's them. She's the Sweeney Todd of the underworld. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love the blind witch though. Like Emma Caulfield has been fantastic. Like the way she talks and she slithers and she talks like that. I mean, it's just fantastic. And her, her like hand movement. I mean, she's just amazing. I love how they gave a really like a one note character from season one that we saw very briefly because of Hansel and Gretel like such life in the underworld of all places yeah awesome. yeah it's great I love how they brought her back and they're doing a good job with her character too like it's not weird that she's there it makes sense yes in some weird kind of way <laughs> yeah yeah it's <laughs> Creepy, Wait, what is her great. unfinished business, though? We have Regina. an Esther. Uh -huh. It's totally like she Regina. Fake those kids. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> She's waiting for Hansel and Gretel to die so she can finally make like her like kid pie or some shit. And leave. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> Good grief. Well, later on in the loft, 
there's a surprise visitor, there's a knock 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 on the door, and it is Zelina. And Regina for half a moment is like, wait, are, <laughs> is you dead? She's like, yeah, like, who, who finally yes. did it? <laughs> she Someone wanted to get, get up and dance. That was yes. so funny. You dead, bitch. <laughs> but she's like, no, I am very much alive. And I've been transported here. But she's like, it's just my baby. She didn't say Belle was here, which I thought was so shady. She was like, my baby's here, our baby. <laughs> and so they set off to search for baby hood as they're calling it. Because as uh, as uh, Robin Hood said, I'm not giving a name to the baby because Hades does things with names. I'm like, oh gosh, stop being dramatic. That's smart, but then like he later follows it up with, I don't know this child, I need to get to know it. I'm like, you are not one of those people that oh speaks God. to the wind and names their <laughs> child like Clover or like Windchild or some oh such what the fuck? But the thing is, he knows the child. They've been in custody of the child. Like, Zelina has not had custody of the child, so I'm very confused by that Did discussion. Did they, like, wait until Roland was, like, four years old before they named him Roland? He likes yes. to roll around, so... <laughs> He's rolling, 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 rolling. But, like, you name your child what you want her to be. That's one of my favorite lines from poetry. Is you name your child what you want them to be. And he's, like, naming her nothing at this point in time. She's no one. She's babyhood. Um, <laughs> that's it. I am calling it now that kid's name is going to be Robin because he's going to die. Aw. Or it could but... be Persephone. It better not be Marion. What the fuck? I, I, I completely agree. Like, stop naming people after, like, really awkward, like, exes. Yeah, we need Marian, to stop I'm naming leaving. children I'm leaving. the dead. Maybe they can name the child Mila. Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. Priscilla just no. lost five years of her life when you said uh, no. that. <laughs> she really did. You sent me to the underworld. I'm dead. I apologize. Well, while Priscilla's in the underworld, she can catch up with Belle because Belle is roaming around under Brooke and she's confused. She breaks into the library and she's like, um, what is going on here? And then all of a sudden, the elevator's doors are about to open and she hides. But she it's gold and so she approaches him and basically he explains like uh, what are you doing here you know oh it wasn't you but like oh okay that's why you guys didn't pop up over here because like you popped up over there because it, it brought more than one person and it was unexpected and she's like huh and he's like oh <laughs> well um Hades kind of like blackmailed me and so i had to open up a portal and she's like what and he's like but don't worry you know you know uh it's because of this thing back in the day you know i didn't even know you and like i didn't even know i was gonna have kids but i you know i basically i sold off my second child she's like what and she's like wait i'm pregnant and he's like yeah and then she's like um and then he's like but don't worry with my power and then she's like your power and then he's like um yeah you know i am the dark one again here's my dagger you know i love this dagger and she's like what and he's like um well you know you fell in love with the beast and she's like um no and then he's like yeah you did remember you can't have the beast without the man and you love both you can't choose and then she's like um i need a moment 
what do we think of this scene? Because that's basically what happened. Did you guys enjoy the interpretive version? It was beautiful. Oh it was so good. The roleplay was amazing. It's just like, huh? Who? What? Thank you. That's exactly what happened, listeners. If, yes, if you I didn't agree. know. Like, you, you, you got it spot on. Thank spot you. On. I will say this. Fortunately, we have a Rumbell fan here because you can maybe break it down. Unfortunately. For us. I'm leaving. Aww. Goodbye. You can break it down for us so that we can understand what your people are going through. Because for me, I'm like, why the hell did Belle not get furious with him? Like, she was so calm. And she was like, basically, she was like, we need a break. I'm like, really, chick? Like, you just found out that he is now the dark one. And he's basically telling you, you know you like it, baby. You love that I'm the dark one. And, she, like, since the beginning, she has said that she doesn't. Like, I I just I really don't understand what they're doing. I am here and say Tell that me. you forgot a line. Oh, when tell she's me. down, uh, she's back in the Enchanted Forest with Neil, and they were trying to figure out a way to bring Rumpel back. And Neil asks, why are you even with him? She states, I'm with him, even the, I, I love all of him, even the parts that are shrouded in darkness. Well, there you go. So she has said that she loves all of him. But I feel I'm like she did she fall go. in love with the dark one, not the man behind the mask. Ooh. Oh, yeah, she never knew the one behind the mask. Yeah, no one knew the spinner Rumple uh, except for Hook and Mila and Bellfire, who is dead. But but the Mila. whole point of the Beauty and the Beast storyline isn't Belle falling in love with the Beast. It's falling in love with who she sees inside beyond the Beast. There may be something there that wasn't there before. Mm -hmm. What I didn't really like, what I thought was actually refreshing, was good, was that we've always gotten this whole like kind of run around with like Rumple being like, well, no, I want to be good. No, I want to be bad. No, I want to keep my power. No, I don't. And he said it before that he's, Robert Carlyle said it before, that he kind of frames it as in like, it's a form of addiction. And he's addicted to the magic, to the power, to control. And it's not something that you give up so easily. So to me, having him be like, well, you've been in love with me since the beginning like take it or leave it this is who i am on the one hand i'm just kind of like finally bell told someone because it's true he's spilling the truth to you here on the other hand though i feel it's really selfish it's it's kind of like love me addiction warts and all like knowing that i am a terrible person you love me when i was a terrible person i'm still going to be a terrible person i'm not going to change for you i'm not going to try and make myself better I'm going to continue to be what I am. I which felt is awful. Oh, sorry. No, it's just kind of like you you want to be better both for yourself and when you have someone else like as a team to be a partner to be better for each other and he doesn't want to do that and you can kind of contrast that with Hades who's willing to give up everything for the sake of true love even though like he had the chance to get power and arguably he is covered with like a ton of dark magic 
like, go ahead. Like, I'm um, just disillusioned with Rumble right now. <laughs> Me too. Don't be a hater. I'm gonna be a hater for a second. I'm sorry, <laughs> Eva. Please forgive me. Um, I've had a lot of experience with people getting pregnant to keep a guy with them, to keep a relationship going. And it, it hit me after a couple of minutes of watching this scene. I had to watch it like two, I think three times I watched it to just get what he was really saying to her. And he was saying, well, yeah, you're carrying your child. And it's like, well, I bet you're going to make the decision to stay with me anyway, because you stayed with me this long. And like, you're not going to leave your child, are you? Like, what are you going to do? And it felt like he was using the baby as part of the leverage to like get her to overlook all of the bad shit that he just told her he did. And I thought it was really out of care really weird, not out of the character, but weird for him to just come out and say this all to her because he's been trying to hide this for so long that I thought that it was Hades actually impersonating him, telling her. Yeah, I, I was hoping it, like, it would be something like that just because I want to have the benefit of the doubt for this character, but it actually goes well in line with who he is. He's selfish and he's vindictive and he wants power. But I'm going to cut Belle some slack because you're, you found out, A, you're in the underworld, B, you're pregnant, C, this guy is, like, taking control and, like, is going to take away your baby, and D, like, your husband has been lying to you and has dark powers back. Like, it's a lot to deal with. I can kind of agree with her being, like... You know, I gotta bounce. I need to sort myself <laughs> out, and we'll talk later. Like, yes, very good, sense. Belle. She needs to like take a step back and just um, absorb everything that he just said to her. Besides finding out that you're pregnant, that's a huge thing to find out. But then to find out everything behind it was props to Belle for handling it as well as she did. Yeah, I agree with Side that. Note, I hate. It, it's one of the character things, but I hate when he's trying to explain himself and he's being like a huge coward and he does that whole porky, porky pig thing where he's like, but, but, but you, you, you don't understand. Like, I'm just. No, he also does the pouty face. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, no, I've had enough of you. You, you suck. Aww. So what I want to do right now is get Ava's opinion, and then I'm sure Katie has opinions as well. So maybe Katie can be like a rebuttal to to Ava, oh. just in case, or maybe don't Katie might be on Team Rumple. No, oh, don't God. do this to me. Oh, <laughs> just God. Well, Ava, Ava, we need to know what you're feeling. We need to get inside the <laughs> Rumbell brain right now. It won't matter if I say anything because. The brain won't change anyone's opinion. Well, but no, for, but it, we need to hear the Rumbell opinion. But for yeah. me, I love that that scene. Shout out to the Rumbell listeners. I hope there are none. <laughs> oh I'm my god! <laughs> um, like for me, I love that scene. It was um. Right now, we don't know what Rumpelstiltskin can do with his power, cause. He is the ultimate dark one. He can choose to use the power um, like he was in the season finale of season four as the light one. So he can use that power for the benefit of the group of the 
those people around him to help them get back to uh, to wherever they need to be. And um, Rumpelstiltskin telling the truth to Belle, saying, "Yeah, you're pregnant, and I have uh, I have the power back." It was important because this is for the first time he's telling her the truth. She knows what's going on. He knows what's going on. They're on the same page. And uh, it's important for Belle to also listen, kind of like why he does what he does. This dark or this power, this magic has been a part of him for centuries. Same with Regina, like why can't, or Emma, like why no one tells them like, hey, you have to either choose your power or me. It's a part of them. You can't really make but them. But they did. They but did tell. Did like, they still all, all have the, the power though? I mean, it's not like, season. give it up, give up your magic, that's it. Uh, it's not like that. So, f uh, I don't know, I just really like that scene, because now both of them are on the same page. Belle ha can't have a child without being with him. It's not like, oh, you must be there, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she can either choose to stay with him, with the beast she fell in love with, or she can leave him for good, and he's not going to say anything. I have a follow-up question for you, Ava, because I'm curious to, to get your take on it. Do you think that, and, and I'm sort of like riffing off of what you said, do you think that Rumpel will be the one to save them all at, at the end of the season? Like, could you see that happening? Do you think that could be another sort of try at a Rumpel redemptive arc? Yes. He will have a part in it. He's not going to be the only one. Um, it's foreshadowing. This show is all about foreshadowing. Because he does tell Belle. She, I can't remember the exact line. But she's like, you can use this for good to help others. Something like that. And he's like, well, that then I will do that. And, and you will see why I'm right. And it's, it's something like that. So yeah, Rumpel will have a basically be a part of this rescue mission he will have a big probably a big part simply because he doesn't he has magic he has the ultimate power of the of the dark ones i don't know i've been kept kept telling others like some people that i talked to uh that he will be sort of this new kind of like merlin and uh what's merlin's Nimue? love's name nimue Mi yes uh, nimue yeah, so he will be half and half. He will be half. He will balance the darkness and the light. I was hoping to see something like that the last season, so I'm hoping you're right. But I and I'll also agree that I, I it was a refreshing take to finally see the cards laid out on the table to finally like have him have Bell know everything that Rumpel knows. He's the dark one. They have a child. It's coming, and there's a deal that doesn't like that. That isn't good for either of them, and they have to exactly. Fix it. And he will do whatever it takes to protect that child and her, and possibly others who are stuck in the underworld. Yes, they call it Baby Bay. <laughs> no, please <laughs> stop naming kids after other kids. We saw how well that went with Liam and Liam too. Like, please don't let this happen <laughs> again with Belfair. Uh, y'all need to come up with better names. 
<laughs> Ain't that the truth? Somebody needs to like send to Storybrooke the like the big book of baby names or something. There are other names besides names that you know. I just I just want a different story for Rumple because I'm sick of seeing like him have power, him get Belle, him sacrificing himself, him getting power again, him wanting to keep power again, him losing power and losing Belle. Like it's a vicious cycle and I want to see it broken. Either by it might him be broken like, this season. Yeah, either by him completely like agreeing and becoming like half darkness, half light. Because we've already seen him like sacrifice for the light, like when he died for like to get rid of Pan. Or I'd like to see him completely like give in to darkness and have solely the beast and have this cycle ended. Like, yep. I just want to see a change. I want to see something and. That's that's why I liked this 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 ep this episode, and I liked this moment in particular. It was something different, something we haven't seen before in the couple. Katie, you have been conspicuously silent. <laughs> I know that you are in the middle of the fandom, and you know what the fans are thinking and what the ships are thinking. Hashtag Ship Wars 2016 coming soon to an interweb near you. So, Katie. Fill us in on your thoughts on Rumbell, Bell, and the Dark One. Ah, uh, well, they're not my favorites, but I love Bell and I love Rumpel because I love Rumpel as like this, as what he is, like this manipulative, uh, little twit. Yeah, like, I don't know how to describe him. Like, he's just... I don't know how to describe him. He's someone who flip-flops between... Uh, is he gonna be good? Is he gonna be bad? And, like, it has gotten old over the seasons. Like, for heaven's sake, just pick something. But, I mean, he always goes back to the power. That's something that is... He's always wanted. He's always craved, as he kind of said in that scene. Um, even when he was a weak you know, the coward or whatever he wanted. I wanted the power. Yeah. He always wanted the power. He always wanted that power. And he's always craved it. Once he got a first taste of it, he didn't want to ever give it up. And so when he had given up or when it had left him, he did anything in his power to get it back. And so Belle did fall in love with the Dark One. But... <sighs> it's very Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Oh, Lord! Ew. <laughs> oh my god. Bite your tongue. That is. Oh, gross. hush. Ava yes. has been in Rumple's red room. That... Cough, cough. I'm good. He's oh better my. than, 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 than <laughs> the Shades of Grey thing. Like, for real. Oh my god. But this whole, like, people can, like, I can change a man, like, is so. Such a gross story. Like I like this. I like Rumple, who just kind of like this. This is who I am. Like exactly. Yeah. It, like, it that, intrigues me. He did own up to it in this scene, which I really liked. He owned up to the fact that he loves power, and he's always going to love power. And what frustrates me the most is 
his it, it frustrates me but it makes sense for his character all at the same time like oh he him saying you know i love you and i love the power well rumple you can't serve two masters okay there's the lesson you can't serve two masters i don't want you well, to damn. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you gotta choose you can't have both Katie is getting biblical on your ass. (laughs) You can't have the best of both worlds in this world. Okay, you're not Hannah Montana. You can't do that. (laughs) Oh, he he is probably a Hannah Montana fan. That's the theme song. (laughs) Yeah, the best of both worlds. (laughs) Look at Katie breaking it it down uh, so that the Disney Channel generation can understand this. I love it. I approve, Katie. You get um, 500 Poppy Chula Radio PowerPoints. Non-redeemable is cash. Aw, that makes me happy. (laughs) So, anyways, I am very intrigued by Rumble's character, and I like his character, but at the same time, he, like, frustrates me so much, and I'm like, Belle, you can do better, darling. You can do much better. But, I don't know... I'm just happy she's going to be holding a baby soon. I, I don't want to judge on anything until she makes, like, a decision. Because, like, again, like, you're completely right in that, in that Rumple kind of has to decide. But I think he did decide by saying, like, I want both. Mm-hmm. And and Be- it's, it's, it's in Belle's court now. Like, does she want to stay with him knowing that he's not going to change? That he doesn't want to? But, or- like, I see, I don't get it. Like, when you guys say change, he's not lying to her. He is... He is gonna be. He is a better man, except he still has that power. He's he's like, I want to keep my power and I want to be with you. Better men don't throw and their ex wives into hell. But okay, like, did you? What if you put yourself in his shoes? He has a child coming, and he's like, he was like, Hades was making him do that stuff. He was Hades' puppet, just like he made other people his puppet. So it was like a really good parallel showing him that. He is powerless despite having that much power. Okay, I his hate family is in danger. Like, everybody here who saw who who like was with me during like that episode knows I hate her. I reveled in her dying. But for a redemptive arc, for somebody saying like this is who I am or I want to be better or I'm not completely the dark one. Hades didn't push him to do it. All he said was I don't want the boat anymore. The boat's gone. He did what he had to do. He sought extra revenge by killing Mila again. And this not really like I mean, a death. This is Did like you see his face? Did you see how he didn't want to do it? He had to because basically he had to to keep the promise that that contract that Hades showed him. He was under Hades control. He is under Hades control this whole time. Whatever he's doing is to protect his family it's not to protect himself it's to protect his unborn child like i mean you gotta give robert carlisle you gotta pay attention to his facial expressions as well because it says a lot not just words or dialogues his facial expressions are very important to to any emotional scene and in that particular scene when he screams mila and then pushes her uh to that whatever the souls lost souls he did not want to do that after having that conversation with him about their son. He's like, he will forgive you because you will move on. He wanted her to move on, to meet their son and have him, Neil's forgiveness for Mila. 
and now she'll what never he get did, that because yeah, now what she, she did was because sacrifice he, her for his she was already family, dead. Though, so for him, it's like like for me, I hate Mila too. I I could care less about her, but that particular scene showed that he is under control once again. But what he's doing is to protect his family. I mean, who wouldn't want to protect their family? If you put Emma in those in that position, she wouldn't have gotten any kind of comment. She's like, "Oh, poor Emma. She's doing this to protect Henry." Or oh no, I would have I, no. I would have given her shit too. Like, uh, and and again, this is the same rumple that allowed Emma to be encased in ice with Ingrid because his family just consists of. Bell and Henry, and this is the this same is guy the same who, it's who not. gave who gave a sword to to Emma and said like this is how you seal dark ones, knowing that she's going to die to do it. That's uh, someone's going to be sacrificed. Like he hasn't changed. Like uh, as- he told Emma that what's going to happen, and she's like, it's okay, whatever it takes. And and then after that scene, he knew he let Bell go to pr- save her from those dark ones roaming around. And he saw an opportunity, like he says, that I have to become the Dark One again, take the power away, so I don't have to die. Because it it goes back to his character, how he is basically is a coward. He doesn't want to die. He probably was thinking of one day Belle might come back and I want to see her again or something like that. He's not the same guy what he was season four. It's He's a different very, person. It's very redemptive. Like, I think... I can see where you're coming from, but I think it boils down to what you saw in his face during that like thing. And you saw him feeling sorry for that. I saw it as him as it as a form of catharsis that he saw that it, on his face is like finally like this is done. No, nope. like, go back watch that scene again and you'll see. It's I saw it like that. two or three times because no. I wanted to see her die. <laughs> like, I, I, oh I'm yeah, well that person, of so, course, like, but. Yeah. So But no, he's uh, to me, like to me in my defense, like I he's not the same guy he was season 4. He's a different person and I feel like it's going to be hopefully they'll prove it that he can handle the the ultimate power, balance it between good and evil and use it for good. That's going to be interesting cuz we had this whole debate up for the last half of the season which is like can you be a dark one and do good things? And according to like, like even though Emma didn't do shit, like she, apparent, like like you're a dark one. Everything you do is bad. Everything you do is motivated by the dark parts of your heart. I'd like to see the same question posed to Rumple and see what happens in this arc. Well, we might see it. Who mm-hmm. knows? Okay, I enjoyed that. It was very point-counterpoint, and I approve. (laughs) I am here for this. So, as we continue on, we're in the forest with uh, Zelina, Regina, and Robin Hood. Why is he there? (laughs) Because he knows how to track, and they're trying to track Baby Hood in the forest, because apparently that's where Baby Hood likes to be most. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, after sort of discussing a bit about, you know, their themselves and, and, and their issues, they do end up finding Belle, who had fleed from Rumple. She's in the forest, 
as well. Why? Who knows? Because that's the best place to have a baby, I guess. And um, the baby starts getting fussy. And uh, she's like, you know, I, I have a bottle. And uh, Robin's like, okay, well, you're only going to feed the baby. And then you got to give the baby back to me. And I was like, really? <laughs> I understand, though, because Lena is kind of cuckoo, but, like, they're so all in a horrible situation anyway. You knew what happened afterwards, like... Again, like, why, why you gotta play the Snow White with Zelina? Why you gotta think that, like, she's she's gonna do what, like, she's gonna be good and, like, be surprised when she does bad? Like, Belle had it right. Like, this... Th no. Like, you don't trust her, even with feedings. That is true. And so they hand over uh, Pistachio to Zelina. She's feeding the baby. The baby calms down. Then all of a sudden she gets a, she gets like a little spark of magic. Robin's like, hand the baby back, bitch. And she's like, nah, bitch. And she zaps them and she flees. And, and while she's running away, though, she notices that baby Pistachio has a little baby Pistachio cut. And she's like, oh no, it's my fault. I did this to you. It's my magic. And and then she cries. And then she ends up going to Underbrook's version of her farmhouse. And uh, Robin Hood tracks her there. And uh, she comes out and she's like, Even with my powers, I am powerless to save my child. Take my child. You know, take her. You know, don't give her back. You know, keep her away from Hades. You know, save her. Help her. Save her. And uh, Robin Hood is skeptical, but Regina's like, you know what? She's being truthful. You know, we'll protect your child, Zelina. We'll protect your child. Then outside, on the street of uh, Story... No, sorry. Underbrook. Underworld, not USA. We have Zelina who confronts Hades, and basically she tells him, You'll never have my baby. And then Hades admits, You know, I was trying to like protect your child from the heroes. And he's like, You know, I still have feelings for you. You know, after all this time, you can't get rid of true love. You know, I just wanted to help you, and this, that, or the other. And, you know, I even created this version of a storybook for you, you know, because of your dark curse and this, that, or the other, but, you know, it, this is the underworld. It, it, I can't grow things, you know, everything here decays, but this can be our decay. I liked that, because in the, in the myth, sometimes Hades tries to grow flowers for Persephone, but he can only grow asphodel, because it, it, in the land of the dead, nothing grows like it I, I liked that little shout out and I also liked that Zelina realizes that she can't take care of the child so she asks them to protect it and it harkens back to the first scene we saw with Cora giving her child away yes! for her best chance yes! and giving it to Regina who had to give up Henry to Emma for his best chance when the when the curse struck again, like you see it all the time in the, in, in these Feels. women of this story, like it's it it's amazing to see it again. I Priscilla, like it. You hashtag the feels. Today. Hashtag the best chance. Mm -hmm. Priscilla yeah. is on fire. She gets an additional ten thousand Poppy Chula Radio Are PowerPoints, not viewable as cash. <laughs> 
Wow. What? Don't hate on Priscilla, people. But just to wrap up... Oh my, just to wrap up the episode, Zelina basically did what Ash was doing right now. She was like, I turned you down again, Hades. You know, I don't, I, I can't be with I you. I would have turned down Hades the first time, but okay. Oh my. And uh, he tells her that if she ever changes her mind, that he'll be waiting for her in the underworld forever. <gasps> That's beautiful. Do you think he's playing the long con, though? Do you think he actually loves her? Or is it I what don't know, like this entire episode, I kept being like, but are you lying? Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell. He's that's a, the Lord of the Underworld. He lies. That's what was epic though, that him and her are matched so well just because you can't tell whether they're telling yeah, the truth or not. Exactly. Love was it. there a spoiler earlier on in when we were with our first looks into the underworld, wasn't there a spoiler about saying that someone will decide to stay in the underworld after all? I yeah, but that's who, that's, we're assuming that that's the person that dies. Well, it could be well, Zelina, who chooses to stay Selena. with Katie. Yeah. Well, there's spoiler stuff that Katie will get into that proves maybe that it might not be, or it Ooh. might be, I don't know. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Depends on if Katie's got the spoilers I saw. So, okay, just... No, not, you gotta tell me. Katie's, Katie, <laughs> Katie knows the spoilers, but I'm not sure, like, whether any of, like, us do or don't. So, like, knowing what we know now, do you think Katie's is lying? I don't think he is. I hope he's not. I kind of no, like the I... idea that, that Hades has a, a little crush on the green one. And I like the idea of Zelina having romance in her life. I don't know if this would help in a redemptive arc, but I like the idea of characters, whether good or bad, you know, having, you know, someone that makes them happy, even if they're just as bad as they are. Yeah, I don't trust Hades. I don't trust that he's not lying, but I really, really, really hope that he's not. I really want him to be, to really love her. Now it's just even cat, but but cat already knows everything. So it's just it's Eva. Do you agree? Like, uh, do you think? No, his heart belongs to Rumple. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! Heart of gold. Totally gay for him. I mean, don't you see? <laughs> Didn't you see the drink they had? So <laughs> is this the same look that you're saying that Rumple apparently had when? When he tossed Mila into yeah. the underworld. Yeah. They have the. <laughs> The evil look. No. Goddamn. Oh, I am so down for this. Like, I, 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 whoever he ends up with, Hades is awesome. And he's complicated. And I like this. Maybe he'll end up with Granny. Maybe he'll end up with Blindy. Are you saying oh, that would be good gonna too. die? <laughs> <laughs> So, Katie, I heard on your show that Granny's going to die this season. And she's <laughs> going to bang Graham in Underbrook. I'm you still here first, for the, looking, at, looking at a tombstone with Graham's name on it. Like, have it be tipped over like they did with Daniel. That's it. Like, that's all you yeah. have to do. You have to bring exactly. him back. Yeah, exactly. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Now I want it. Come on, guys. We're having sex. I approve. What? So, any final thoughts on the episode as a whole before we get into the MVP? Uh, Katie's okay, is so hot. <laughs> God, Katie. 
the scenes where Zelina found out that she hurt her child with her magic and where she wanted to give the child to Regina were so beautiful and they were acted so well and I was I was tearing up. They were oh, so much Yeah, fear. Bex was fantastic. She she did like the full good. range of emotions this episode yeah. from like crazed out vengeful like psychopath to like charming and and you know Zelina falling in love basically I love yeah. and I said it before but I love that squeal she did when she was on the bike and like yeah. that look of like glee in her face she was like genuinely happy riding the yeah. bicycle in Oz and then you know just the deep emotional crevices of like despair and, and fear and um, you know hope for a better life for her child it was beautifully done by Bex it was really really well done right and yes I'm hoping, like, again, it's 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 in the, like, the ladies get to decide this time whether, like, Zelina, whether or not Hades is telling the truth and whether she wants to, f- like, get, like, with the program on, in his spectrum and, like, do the spell again. Or Belle, who wants to, whether or not she's going to stay with Rumpel. Like, again, it's these two women have to decide. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like you know why? Hashtag girl power. You know why I don't think that Hades is telling the truth? Tell me. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Say what you want to say, let the words fall out. That didn't even make sense. <laughs> that didn't make Be sense. Be My god. <laughs> Got it. Why are you all turning against me? <laughs> Would you like your points stripped? Oh. Stripped. I, th- I that thought sounded there was something kinky. going to be more after that. <laughs> um... Why? Why? I'm just going to ignore you said that. When, uh, I wanted to say Rebecca Mater, when Zelina took the Scarecrow's brain and turned around and Hades was gone, it kind of just hit me like, okay, where did he go? Like, if, to me, like him leaving before she was done and not seeing her and congratulating her right then and there was kind of like he didn't care that much about what she had done and the whole thing about her going back to make this feast it's like he has magic like he could have just snapped his fingers like and feast like he didn't have to prepare for that. <laughs> i love that <laughs> snap it feast <laughs> feast you know, I'll agree with Ash. I will say that that was kind of weird. When when he disappeared, I was like, what's going on here? And then he all of a sudden was in her um, lair, for lack of a better word. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Also, quick shout out to the scene with Regina and Selena, where Regina was telling her, um, telling her that, you know, she didn't truly feel any fulfillment in her life until she started to allow herself to um, change and um, start caring about people and I can't remember exactly what she said but it was just a really beautiful scene it's very beautiful I agree it was nice a, the, a of lot self, of the yeah Regina's Lena stuff was good yeah so it was really it was really beautiful um there were some really great moments in this episode, so I really enjoyed it. I approve of everyone's comments, so let's get into the MVP, the most valuable 
player the character that impressed all of you the most. So we need to know who that is and why, and new rules for this season, which I'm updating Ava about. You may not select someone that has already been said, and if someone has selected the person that you've already that, that you were going to choose, you may give a shout out to that person as well. So we're going to start off with uh, Ava, and I have a feeling we all know who it is. You sure about this? I don't know. <laughs> I'll find out right now. I, I have like two choices. But hey, what you want to say? And let oh the words God. fall out. Uh, two choices, you said? I feel like you have two choices, maybe. Or maybe, maybe three. But three. go ahead. I'm going to say Zelina. That was one of the two. Yeah, because I just love that scene where she's like, Mommy has to get, let you go. That scene hit me in the heart. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yes, Zelina. This episode kind of like changed my view on her. Because uh, so far she was just like there, annoying everyone. Now she, I mean, this episode kind of like, I'm like, yes, you go, Zelina, you go. But yeah, Zelina is my MVP. Well, damn. So now that uh, Ash protested, Ash, no, who's no, your please, MVP and why? I don't know who I want next. <laughs> I did not plan for this. Okay, fine. Ash will go last. Katie. Oh, dang I, I did okay. not pick you last. Who's your MVP oh. and why? Okay, well, first it was going to be Zelina. But oh, wow. now I'm going to change the it. The wrath to... against Ava. Yeah. Gosh. Ava. Now I have to change Those it. Those kisses. Oh. Thank you. I will change it to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna change mine the to shade Regina. Is real. Hey, to Regina, because she had some really good scenes in this episode. Like I was saying before, how she had the self-realization scenes where she kind of, you know, admitted to Zelina that um, her. Uh, I was like you. Yeah, you know, I was like you, and I was my um, my. Uh, Search for revenge never ended in anything happy until I let people be in my life and I let myself open up to them. I would never felt fulfilled. So kudos to her for opening up and kind of trying to tell her sister that her efforts are kind of fruitless. So yay. Yay. All right, Priscilla. <laughs> okay. Um, Mine's Hades. I like yes. how varied he makes like his villain and how we know what his background is, which is just kind of like, daddy didn't treat me nice and my brother got everything I wanted, but it's not whiny. Like, and his descent into falling in love with Zelina and the ambiguity where even at the end of the episode we still don't know if he's telling the truth, if he's actually in love with her or if he's playing the long con like, it's great I love this, I love the subtle nuances he's putting in everything he's mm -hmm. good, give me more nice okay, so I have to go next because Ash is going last so I am torn between two supporting characters. And I hope the one that I pick is the one Ash was going to pick. Granny. 
No, oh, Granny would be great. <laughs> um, Baby I'm Neil. going. I'm going to pick Dorothy. Woo! Because I love how they transformed her Are from sort you of like. Kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I love that I picked the one she picked. Why you do this? Just think about Granny, and maybe you might find someone there. Um, because they brought her back, and she started off as this like young, innocent child basically maybe a tween or whatever you want to call her and now she's grown up into this adult who's a warrior who's kick-ass i love when they like transform these fairy tale characters you know from you know they were strong characters in and of themselves in their stories but like turning them into like warriors that are like badasses that you know are sort of like you know take no prisoners and that kind of thing I, I love what they did with Dorothy and I'm excited to see where they go with it because she is going to be recurring for a couple episodes so we will see Dorothy again and I can't wait to see what they do with her so a great reintroduction to a character we've seen before who has been aged up yes I have to agree thank you and Ash. Just out of curiosity, which was the other one? The Blind Witch. Fuck it, Jack! No! <laughs> That's what I was giving you a hint to, to pick her. Those are my two. I was going to say, oh, I'm torn between Blindy and Dorothy. And Blindy, because. That rhymed. Aw, I didn't even realize. Thank you, Ava. Yeah. <laughs> that. You see, like, just how many people are waiting for the phone booth. Like, you have no idea how many people are in the underworld, and she can memorize everyone's orders, like, within the first couple of days that they're there. Like, girl, you get it. Like, I can't do that. She's good. Yeah. <laughs> so because of her pain and suffering, I will award Ash 500 additional Poppy Chula Radio PowerPoints, not redeemable as cash. But I wasn't done yet. Oh. oh, well. <laughs> but since you <laughs> took away Blindy, basically, by that. leading me into it. Well, you asked. Uh. <laughs> my, children, true, <laughs> my true MVP for this episode is Toto. Toto! Oh, God. No magic. Might as well have said the Scarecrow. <laughs> no magic, no muscles, no bows and arrows, and yet still, he took down Zelina. Amazing. You bitched about his breed. <laughs> but I didn't bitch about his character. I bitched that he didn't look that they put a, a spin in quotation marks. A once okay. upon a time spin on it by making him a poodle. <laughs> All right now. Katie, save us, please. Save us with some spoilers. Uh, yes, I will. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is your official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, as always, you can check out our official Facebook-like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash storebrookweeklymirror. And you can also visit my site at storebrookmirror.tumblr.com to see all of the spoilers that come out throughout the weeks. Um, filming is done i believe so there won't be any more filming spoilers coming out but um there should be still some uh interviews and such that come out during the week so speaking of filming there was a lot of filming that happened for 
the last episode, which of course is the 23rd episode and it is titled An Untold Story and written by Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis. Basically what happened, this is Ava. If you saw this and I'm saying something wrong, feel free to correct me. But basically what I've seen is that Emma Regina Gold, Henry, Violet, and a bunch of random people are in front of like an art museum, I think it was, in New York. And there's a fountain there. And a lot of strange things were happening. And out of the fountain, I'm assuming there was a portal popped Zelina, Snow, Charming, Hook, and the new character, Nathaniel. Um, So I'm assuming that they came through a portal because remember earlier they went through a door. They all got sucked into a door. Like a portal through a door that Robin Hood and... I'm sorry. Roland and the Merry Man went through. So I'm assuming that they're coming back from an adventure there. Um, when they're back in Storybrooke, Henry and Violet share a scene where he apparently kisses her, and then he runs <gasps> away. <gasps> Scandalous. <gasps> oh, snap. What's happening? <laughs> Young love. What the hell is their ship name? Purple Author? <laughs> <laughs> I accept that. Purple Author. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that's great, though. Thank you. You know, I'm, <laughs> I make a good ship name every once in a while. Not with Rum Hell. Well, no, that one, I enjoy, I approve of that one. But the, we always will have hashtag Empedo. Empedo, yes. Lord. No. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, moving along. Um, apparently, Hook, Snow, Charming, Lena, and Nathaniel have a scene in a car. They're driving around. Had a scene in there. Um, there's also a scene where Jacob, the older brother, appears. And he is talking to Regina and Henry. And from what it looks like in the behind the, in the pictures, it looked like Regina was like... I don't know, not scared of him, but like, stay away from my son type of thing. Yes. Yep. Is that right? Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's well, going on. Is it okay if I say what really happened? Like kind of what I saw. Okay, so basically the scene is Regina is holding this weird um, white thing. I couldn't see it really well. And then she puts it down and then some magic happens and then all of a sudden she turns around and then Jacob, I guess, is his name. I didn't know his name. Uh, And then he walks towards them all like swaggy and stuff and then she tries to like use magic towards him and then Henry stops her. And and then they talk, exchange a few things, and then he walks towards Regina's car, in which Regina he shows her um, her keys, and then she's like, "Oh shit, you got my keys." I guess he has magic too, because he magically took the keys, or sleight of hand, he took her from her, he took it from her jacket. But oh, that's snap. the scene. Whoa! I didn't even know most of that stuff happened. Snap! It's in the pictures. Real what? I must not have reblogged the right stuff then. What? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll link you a few things. Yeah, you should. But interesting. Okay, so that's interesting. And any, uh, I also heard that, I think Kat said this, that she thought she heard someone say Jekyll. Yes. During filming. So 
Are they oh, wait, hold Hi. up. Wait a minute. So, are the brothers Jekyll and Hyde? Yeah, it that looks like it. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Because if what I predicted is true, if they're from black and white yes. steampunk I Transylvania so, land. Dude. I oh my gosh. And yes. this falls into Wales tweet last week katie you weren't here but uh david anders i believe you reposted it on your site um did a tweet or something or he was somewhere and basically he said you know baby you know if they want me to be um frankenstein again i'm down Ooh. hey yes I certainly hope so. so if i made black and white steampunk transylvania land <laughs> become like real time that you've predicted something to happen on the show i am the prediction whisperer baby <laughs> oh my gosh i will die if this actually happens because that means that maybe dr facilier will one day be able to come on once upon a time you know but what? that would be amazing and they need to get that land name because i don't approve of the land without color but they're not going to give it my name because it's too long but it my name is more um, accurate but also, do you remember what Frankenstein was wearing? I mean, we saw him wearing this weird coat, so we couldn't see his outfit. Uh, but his partner, you know what? We did see they were wearing Victorian-era outfits. And the brothers do have Victorian-era outfits. Oh my Dude, gosh, this might would be, be amazing. Something. Whoa! And oh, it man. would lead into that weird Dracula question, too. That's yeah, what I was, was thinking, too, on set. Question. That was a planned question. Oh it my was. goodness. Oh my gosh, if we get black and white steampunk Transylvania land people, and I'm gonna ah, still call it so that even if we get a real win. name for it. Copyright that. You win Fantastic. like a million Papichulo points. Oh, yeah. thank you, Katie. But I don't have them yet because I haven't won. No, but you know, just. just they're, they're I'm not like it. Ash, who's like begging for points every episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Love you, Ash. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> Poppy Chulo is a tree because he's throwing shade everywhere. <laughs> as as Brittany, who uh, filled in for a couple weeks, would say, "You savage." <laughs> That's great. <sighs> Continue on, Katie. There's some exciting stuff happening. I'm super super excited. I can't wait. Oh my goodness. Um. Okay. Next scene that happened was a scene between Captain Swan. They had this beautiful little kissing scene where he like lifts her up a little bit and she pops her leg and it's so cute. And she pops her leg. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Princess Diaries? What is wrong with you? What? She popped her leg. Yeah. She both her legs. Hey. Hey. Oh, baby. <laughs> so it was really cute um also Zelina filmed a scene or she Rebecca posted on Instagram or Twitter both probably and said that she filmed her last scene and it takes place on a green screen so we got that to look forward to also I'll just remember this there was this scene <clears throat> where Henry was like in in front of this art museum and he was like standing near a lion statue and he looked like he was i don't know saving the day or something like that people of Is new york right? he actually <laughs> screams people Lord, of new york slime are gonna pop out <laughs> we're gonna hear the ghostbusters yeah. theme song 
Dinner, dinner. Oh yes. Anyways, that happened. So that's a. I think that was it for filming for this year. They're done filming now. Um, we did get some news that the last two episodes, episode twenty-two entitled "Only You" and episode twenty-three entitled "An Untold Story," will be airing side by side on May fifteenth. So that will be like a two-hour special. So mark that on your calendars. Don't miss it. Um, we also got two press releases. Okay, so we got the press release for next week's episode, which is titled Her Handsome Hero, and we also got the press release for what is the date? Let me let me just check. For Katie, April they're 17th, spoiling us. Yeah. For April 17th episode, Ruby Spoil Ru- Ruby Spoilers. Ruby Spoilers. <laughs> I love the name of that episode. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so here's the press release for next week's episode. It reads, Belle turns to Rumpelstiltskin with hope of finding a way to protect their child from Hades. However, they disagree over whether to use dark magic, as Belle forbids Rumpelstiltskin from using his powers for evil. Meanwhile, Hades secretly meets with Gaston and the Underworld and encourages him to seek revenge on Rumpelstiltskin. As the heroes try to find a way to defeat Hades, Emma has a terrifying nightmare that she realizes is beginning to come true. And in flashbacks, Belle and Gaston meet for the first time, but their blossoming romance comes to a halt on the eve of the Ogre Wars. Those damn ogres. That's my yes. No <laughs> one <laughs> seeks <laughs> revenge like Gaston. Da, da. No? Everyone join in? No. It's very Fine. It's beautiful. Uh, also, just looking through the... Um, through the... Mars. Ruby is back in this episode. It's exciting. I am so here for that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So... Moving on to the next episode, which is titled Ruby Slippers. Here's the press release for that. Ruby and Milan find themselves in Oz, where they meet Dorothy. After the three witness Selena's return to Oz, they look for a way to defeat her once and for all. However, Dorothy mysteriously disappears, and Ruby's search for her new friend lands her in the underworld. Reunited with the heroes, Ruby teams up with Emma, Regina, and Snow to continue looking for Dorothy. Meanwhile, Snow and Davis struggle. <laughs> Meanwhile, Snow and David struggle with not being able to be with their son, Neil, and devise a plan so that one of them can escape the underworld. Dun, 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 dun. Ruby and Dorothy, oh. I ship it. Let's be honest. Yes! They said an LGBT relationship was coming. I want that. I want Ruby yeah. slippers or Moulin Rouge. Give me something. Jesus Dude, Christ. Rumpel and Hades would have been perfect. <laughs> These girls are I'm hot. I'm not gonna no. let that go. Bye. <laughs> oh god, this is gonna be a great episode. I ship them all. <laughs> you ship <them> all. <laughs> Sounds so, exciting, Katie. Uh, we got lots of fun stuff coming up there. Um, so I think that is it for spoilers. But we do have ratings to go over for this last episode. So it rose from Easter Sunday's 1.0 in the demographics to a 1.1 in the demographics. And it also rose to 3.78 million viewers. So, you know, it's not the best, but at least it rose up from last week's really 
low ratings. So yay. Keep watching live. Yes, yay. people. Watching online. Don't do like Ash does. <laughs> no, I record it and then I watch it within like the first like four hours, except for Okay, this. we approve of that. Pouring <laughs> on the haterade on Ashley. Jeez. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> it was Ava. Ava started it. <laughs> yeah, um, what? Ava is a beautiful little angel. You cannot be said the same of. I'm a beautiful Ava? little angel. Well, I am in Underbrook. Never. I love you, Ash. Hearts. I love you too, Ava. <laughs> oh, I ship it. Because Ash Aww. Stark. Ash Stark. Aww. And yes. on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybook Weekly Mirror. Visit the Poppy Chulo Radio archives to download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for Storybrook Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Storybrook Weekly Mirror. You can also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor email talent at poppychuloradio.com co-hosts my wickedly delightful and delicious co-hosts you can't call me delicious fine <laughs> may you please wish the listeners good night the delicious ones and the non-delicious ones you do not have permission to call me delicious good night guys <laughs> night, night. good night everybody night. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Storybrook Weekly Mirror. Good night. Mm -hmm.